The escape artists, Sydney and Sheridan, have escaped again in this book. Today, we are going to be viewing The Book Thief. Now, if you haven't read this, then probably don't watch this podcast. Thank you. It is 1939, Nazi Germany. The country is holding its breath. Death has never been busier and will become busier still. Liesl Meminger finds her life change when she unearths a single object from the snow. It is the gravedigger's handbook, left there by accident at her brother's funeral, and it, it is her la- first act of book thievery. But these are dangerous times. Liesl's foster family hides a Jewish man in the basement. Liesl's world is both opened up and closed down. When death has a story to tell, you listen. You listen. Okay, this is Sheridan talking, but what were your first thoughts on the prologue, like the first couple pages of the book? I thought it was honestly pretty good. I really liked how the story is narrated by death. The only downside is that it kind of spoils certain things that happen in the book, but you don't really know yet. Like, if it's gonna happen in the book, or he's just saying it, like, what happens after the book, or... Like, yeah, whatever. I thought that it was a little confusing at first, but whenever I got to the part where it said the a girl, some words, an accordionist, some fanatical Germans, a Jewish fish fighter, and quite a lot of thievery. I was like, oh, okay, I'm ready for this. Like, okay, let's do this. Yeah. Let's talk about some of the characters in the book right now. So, you know, there's Liesl Meminger. It, like in the beginning, it started out as her and her mother, and also her brother, were going on a train to go meet the um, where they were going to meet the Hoobermans. So then, Liesel and her brother, I think her brother's name was Werner, um, yeah, were going to Werner. get adopted. But then, sudden change of events Liesl's brother you know dies that's why it kind of starts out there and then you know they have their funeral when the grave diggers drops their handbook Liesl you know picks it up stuffs in her jacket and yeah she gets adopted doesn't want you know go into um, the Hooverman's house she doesn't want to go in there but then she does and yeah okay Rosa. Just just one word. Rosa Huberman. I love how she just told those people like, hey, have you ever fostered, have you ever gotten a foster child before? Like their mom just gave her to us because she couldn't take care of her. Do you want to be in these little shoes? No. Her brother like just died like that morning or whatever. Like, Like seriously. Okay, so we have people that kind of pop up and come in in part two or later in the later in part one is Fraud Diller, 
which is the owner of the little kind of town shop in uh, her town. And then you have the Steiner family, which she makes a connection with Rudy, the Rudy Steiner, during soccer in school. And they become great friends and eventually start stealing together. And they're like inseparable almost. And I think Lisa actually gets a crush on him later in time. And then there's Frau Holtzapel, which has like a bone to pick with Rosa Hooperman. Like any time Frau Holtzapel like walks past the Hooperman's house, she like spits on the door and then Rosa makes poor Liesl go and clean it off. And then there's the mayor and the mayor's wife. And um, one day when Liesl is, um, when Rosa makes Liesl go take some, um, go, I think I was going to go pick up some laundry ever from them. Um, um, the mayor's wife, lets Liesl come inside and go into her library and you know like Liesl decides to you know run her hands over the books because she's never seen like that many books in one place that many that she can just go and read you know and I think she was also like kind of like where did you get these books yeah. All of these books, because she has to steal them to, like, get them. Because like, she doesn't have enough, money. like, money to go buy books. And I love whenever, um, with the Gravedigger's Handbook, whenever Liesl is telling her father, um, Hans Huberman, Papa, to, like, I, hey, I want to read this book, the Gravedigger's Handbook, and he's like, why would you want to read this book? And she's like so determined to read that book because it's like the last thing she has of her brother. Yeah. And how she can't take a like she can't receive a book from the mayor's wife. Like it ha- she has to steal it from the library or it's left. And then there is the one guy, I don't, don't entirely remember his name, but Rudy and Lisa were walking one day and they saw these boys and they were going to go steal apples from this one orchard. And whatever, like, the, the, the main guy, their, like, leader, I guess, decided to let Liesl and Rudy join with, join them. And they go... And then at the end, when they come back, um, he gives Liesl and Rudy, a, I'm pretty sure it's a dozen apples, or a half a dozen, one or two. Yes, and he was more generous with the apples. Yes. And then they were, they kept, like, eating all the apples, and they, like, ate them, like, so quickly and, like, so much of them. That you know they they you know started to throw up because they weren't used to having nice apples, nice fresh apples. 
But then once that guy left, another dude came up, and he was he was horrible, uh, abs- absolutely horrible. He, he was mean. He was mean when Rudy and Lisa went with him the first time. I'm pretty sure they're apples. They only got like one like rotten apple, and he was like, "Yeah, he's calling also Lisa a name that I don't want to say." Oh, and I see this page right here. And it is Rudy Steiner, the boy next door who was obsessed with black American Jesse Owens. Then you have Rod Diller. The Aryan corner shop owner. And Tommy Mueller, a kid whose chronic ear had resulted in several operations, a pink river of skin across his face, and a tendency to twitch. The man known as Pinkus, who... I I can't really say that word in this podcast right now. But he was... um, He would always be whistle. He's kind of like the neighborhood crotchety old man. I mean, that, I mean, that's true. Okay. Max Vandal- Vandenberg. Well, Max Vandenberg. Oh, I said that dad. wrong. I don't care. But, you know, he is wrong. the Jewish fist fighter. When yes, Hans Huberman, he fought in World War One. he met Max's father, Mr. Vandenberg, and then... You know, they, they became very close friends. Mr. Vandenberg taught Mr. Huberman how to play the accordion, and they'd spend a lots of time doing that. And then also one day, Mr. Vandenberg decided to call out Hans Huberman's name whenever the sergeant asked for someone. And it was the sergeant, the sergeant asked, who has good handwriting in here? And no one answered except for Mr. Van Vandenberg whenever he said, Hans Huberman does. And he yelled out his name. And the sergeant was like, oh. And then he comes to the, he asked Hans to come to the office. He's like, can you write my letters? And Hans like, yeah, I got you. So, and they never really went into battle before. But one day, Mr. Vandenberg had to go out into war. And Hans Huberman didn't because he was in sidewalk um, writing letters. And then everyone died. None, everyone died. None of them survived except for Hans Huberman. So after the and... war, one day he passed by the wife's house. And the wife was like, Here's my court. Here's his accordion. We can't have, like, we it's really hard to look at and see every day by the way this so is mr vandenberg's wife by yes the way. it is mrs vandenberg and he takes it and gives the wife like if you ever need anything never hesitate to ask so then he leaves and then one day 
a boy named Max Vandenberg comes up to the house and asks um, Hans Huberman, do you still play the accordion? I'm like, oh, okay, this guy has some history. Let's do this. Yeah. So then all the Hoobermans end up hiding Max in their basement. Because he came seeking shelter because he was a Jewish person. Yes. But then one day, Max became very, very, very sick because he was in the basement practically all day. It was very, very cold down there, so you tend to get sick when you're in and it didn't very really cold help places. That whenever Liesel, the family, they did a Liesel brought snow inside, and they all made a snowman together, which at the time was like very sweet. But then Max started to get very cold downstairs because of the snow and just because it was cold, and. My mom made a promise with Weasel that at any time and any day, whenever Max woke up, whenever he uh, got very sick and they thought he would have died, and whenever the day he woke up, my mom would come in and tell Weasel. And then one day, she did. And she, very... did she did it in school, and she was like, Weasel. Where's my hairbrush? And, like, everyone was laughing. But yeah. the nun, the teacher, didn't say anything. Because, like, Miss Rosa, she is a scary lady. Yeah. <laughs> uh. But she's very loving, too, towards Liesel. So. Yes. And then another thing. While Max was very sick, Liesel gave him presents. She gave him 13 presents. Um, the ending, the bombs, no. Oh, do we even have to talk about this? Is there yes, much we do. To be said? We, we, we have to. Okay. I was fine at the end, honestly. I didn't cry. I'm not one to cry over books. Doesn't happen. Sheridan, on the other hand, is definitely very sad. I was very sad. I, I, I was very sad but. So one day, the, the you know after the, it's been you know um, a while now you know a few years and you know the bombs go off, everyone go mo- mo- most of them go to their neighbor's house to go in their basement you know Liesel reads during that time, but then one one day, Liesel, um she had gotten a notebook from I'm from sure she Isla Isla. Herman, which is the mayor's wife. Yes. She got a like a notebook from um Mrs. Um Herman and you know Lisa you know was writing in it in the basement. But then one day bombs go off and Liesel's right you know writing in the basement. But the siren to go into to go the to, shelters uh, went off too late. And practically everyone died except Liesel because she because was in she the was basement downstairs that was deemed too um, not deep enough as for a bomb shelter. Air, yeah. And she survived. She barely survived. 
yeah barely and then you know the people who like come after you know clean everything up found her you know d- dug her what out mr huberman's job was whenever he was sent to the be in the army again yes he was sent out again and and then she I ends up felt getting it was so sad whenever death came around and oh like picked I, up the people I, like rudy was holding his sister yeah i kind of liked that part because it it like, was very well i like how he, it was just yeah sad. yeah because you and have then mr huberman with his silver eyes rusting like oh no please and then, you know, after all that, Liesvold gets taken in by the mayor and, um, you know, his wife. Liesvold ends up living with them, and then after Mr. Long Steiner comes back while, from the war. Yes. And then I think Liesvold helps Mr. Steiner. Uh, he ends up opening his shop back up. Do you know after he... While Max finds Liesel at Mr. Steiner's shop, you know, nice, nice reunion, you know, and love that. He is, he walks, is there a Liesel Miminger here, perhaps? He's like, yes, but who's asking? And it's like Liesel comes running out like, oh my gosh, Max, I miss you so much. Parents are dead. I need you. What the heck? And they are both crying on each other, and I'm crying. No. Um. And then, after a while, a very, very long while, you know, Liesl, she moves to Australia, you know, has her children, and she has grandchildren, you know. And then, you know, finally, Liesl dies, and when death comes to pick her up, Liesl is found sitting up, waiting like, for death. Like, she, kind of like her father, Hans Huberman, did. Like, you know what? Hey, that you're is here. all of, like, I don't want you to be here, but I'm not gonna fight you on it. Yeah. And then, you know, just, just the life goes on. That, that's really oh, and awesome. Death saved the um, book thief. Yes. Never got trampled from the when people were picking up the. Um, yes, Liesel's life story that she wrote. She called it the book thief, and then Death has read it for story thousands and thousands of time times since Liesel died. And Liesl's like, you kept this? And Death is like, yes. Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. And that was, that, that's, that's the book thief. That's pr- pretty much it. Nothing. Yeah.
Okay, I hope you like our review. And Sydney is going to take it from here. We have escaped and now we have to return back to our lives. We hope you your escape went as well as ours did. Escape can happen anytime with any book. It just has to be the right one for you. I hope you enjoyed this episode and farewell, my escape artist. Bye.